Ariana. And welcome back to the Unproblematic Podcast. This podcast is about two 20-something Midwest friends who have a lot to say. This podcast talks about life, college, travel, feminism, social justice, relationships, and of course, literature and writing. So come join us on our podcasting journey. So this is our 10th episode of the Unproblematic Podcast. Thank you to BB and Mom and Dad and our frequent listeners, the ones who have listened to all 10 episodes. You're the real MVPs. Um, so because this is our 10th episode, it is our season finale, and we are going to talk about books, which is something we're going to do for every 10th episode, because we love books, and it's one of the things we can get the most excited about. So we're going to walk you through two lifetimes, mine and Ariana's, given one of those is 22 years and one of those is 21 years, so together we make a half lifetime, <laughs> really, <laughs> of reading books. And we have kind of three phases for this that we decided on. Um, We have early reads, so like elementary school, childhood, things like that, and then middle school and high school, which most likely will be pretty cringy, but we're going to get through it, and then adult reads. But we're going to start off with our um, every episode reads and watches, which is just what we're reading and watching right now. So currently, I am reading a couple different books. I'm reading um, The Autograph Man by Zadie Smith, which is her second fiction novel that she ever wrote, and I really liked White Teeth, so I'm on to this one. And I'm also reading Normal People by Sally Rooney, which Ariana and I are reading together. And we're doing like two chapters a day and then talking about it. And it's good. Ariana and I have mixed feelings. Maybe we'll talk more about that later. But um, I'm trying to keep an open mind because it's one of those books that's definitely being hyped up right now because there's the show on Hulu. And it's one of like, is it on Reese Witherspoon's list? Is that why it's big? Or I I'm not sure I'm 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 not sure but I feel like a lot of people on like bookstagram have been talking a lot about it so that was why I bought it in the first place because I heard so many good reviews but like it's not bad but it's not what I thought it was going to be that's yeah it's like I'm, I'm really trying to keep an open mind because I started doing the research into the interviews and it's like oh Sally Rooney was a famous European debater and she has some cool views about Marxism and whatever and so you want to like you want to you want to like the book but I'm I'm struggling to see the undertones it's so subtle I'm starting to doubt that it's even there you know like the the class conflict that everyone's talking about but we're only like halfway through so maybe that'll that'll come into play later but so we're both reading that book and then I'm also reading The South Side by Natalie Moore which is about the South Side of Chicago and redlining and segregation that created the neighborhood that it is today. And then I'm reading Skywriting by Word of Mouth by John Lennon, which is a collection of, I mean, I don't even know how to categorize this, like everything from essays to gibberish that he wrote. And basically it seems like the equivalent of if when he died, they went through and took all of the napkins and notebooks that he had just scribbled things on and tried to turn it into some sort of publishable material. Cause it's just so random and there's like drawings and it's, it's interesting. And then I'm reading the Lottery Short Story Collection by Shirley Jackson, and that's amazing. I love Shirley Jackson. And I love her short stories because they're, they're really short. They live up to that name. Like, they're between, like, three and seven pages. But she does a lot in a very short amount of words, and she's really admirable that way. So, And then I'm watching Community, and that's it. And I know that's not very substantial TV material, but I feel like I make up for it because I read substantial material and then I just kind of watch Community because it's funny and lighthearted and yeah. <laughs> what are you reading, Ariana? Well, 
I'm reading normal people, but that's it. But like the one thing about that book that like, I don't want to say it triggers me, but it's just like something I don't really like about it is that like, that the characters are trying to make it seem like it's so romantic that their relationship is hidden, but he like treats her like garbage yes. low key. And I'm like, that is not romantic. That just irritates me. And I'm just sitting there reading this. I'm just like, wow, like you're really a piece of crap. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe it gets better, but I was just, I, I, and I just feel like the girl in the book is just so naive. She like, I don't know. Like I understand that some people like privacy, but there's a difference between privacy and then getting treated like garbage and getting taken advantage of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the guy is very two-faced, but anyway. And they're 18, so it's like, nah, okay. Like, we understand no one has great relationships at 18, but, like, it's, I don't know. Like, I just, it, you know, I don't know. Like, I feel like from what I've listened to from Sally Rooney, she seems like a very intelligent individual, so I'm just expecting more from this book. It was sort of like how when Hugh Jackman wrote a musical and then starred in it, and he had been on Broadway and he had like a, a fairly successful music career. I expected the music to be good. And then The Greatest Showman came out and it's all these pop mashups with Zac Efron and Zendaya. And I was just confused. You know, the- you didn't like that I, movie? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I do not like that movie. I feel like it is. It's just, well, I loved it's not it. that I didn't. It's not that I disliked it actively. I think if I hadn't had high standards because Hugh Jackman was in like Land is a Rob and he has a history of like musical theater like actual musical theater like I really thought it was going to be a good musical and it, it's like pop music you know it's I don't know I don't know because I well I well I actually like pop pop music so I liked it but honestly I had no standards going into it because honestly the only thing I've seen him in is Wolverine so (laughs) I didn't it's not like I had anything to compare it to but I still really did like the music because I really love Zendaya and Zac Efron so I think I don't know it it was good to me (laughs) but um going what you said about the community I only got one episode into that and I was like ugh, like I just I have it on DVD and I just watched one episode and I really couldn't get into it but one thing that I like two things that I'm currently watching is that I watch New Girl before I go to sleep but it's kind of like a fun thing that my sister and I do we watch it together uh because we both love the show so much but another thing we watch together is 90 Day Fiance and that show is just a mess like I love it but like, <laughs> like you cannot pay me enough to just have all that filmed and then like people can bring it up later do you remember when you did this this and this I'm like oh my like some of the decisions that are made in that show are so cringy and just terrible but I do love that show it's so bad you can't peel your eyes away you know what I mean yeah yeah (laughs) I just I was inevitably I just oh gosh I was just I don't know I don't know um yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess to each their own. Everyone has their own type of soulmate, but um, <laughs> maybe like I just wouldn't want it on camera like that. I don't think you're alone in that, no. I just like I watch that. And I'm like, you know, people are like tweeting about you and like saying all these things, and I don't know. I just would. <laughs> I just wouldn't want that on there. Or like some people are on there, like like you know that you're being catfish like complete catfish and then like they're so shocked and heartbroken 
when like the love of their life doesn't show up at at the airport or something like that or is like completely different than how they appeared online yes (laughs) but other than that like it's 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 a good show. I highly recommend it if you if you just need a little bit of entertaining that you don't really need to think about when you're watching it. Um, but before we transition into our reads, I just wanted to give a quick a quick quote um, because I can speak for Kaylee and I both that we are both very passionate about reading. And it's the quote saying, a reader lives a thousand lives before he dies. The man who never reads only lives once. And I think that is so true. But um, the quote is by George R.R. R. Martin. But it's so true because um, a lot of times, like people who do not read, you, a lot of times they typically have like one viewpoint. But if you read a lot, you have a lot of different perspectives and storylines. Um, I think that's one way that it, like one reason why it's so much fun to read because you can learn so much and see how other people view certain topics and different stories and the way that they tell those stories. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So early reads, Ariana, talk to us about what you read as a child. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, like I said in previous episodes, my grandmother is uh, the one who encouraged my love of reading. And when I was young, I read a lot. So I really loved the Junie B. Jones series. And I think partly because my last name is Jones. And <laughs> I I just thought, I was like, wow, that's so cool. The girl has the same name as me. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, like, I really, I really, I really vibed with her, her character. I loved it. And, um... Another book series that I read when I was younger is Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Like, this was, <laughs> like, it's the first, like, graphic. Can I even call that a graphic novel? I'll call it a graphic novel. But I loved it so much. I, like, if you just want a good laugh when you're young, like, that. And it, and it's easy to read because there's pictures with it. So, like, you could say, oh, I read a book in a day because, like, it's half pictures. <laughs> but, but one other thing. I said, I said this and we were, it was the episode when we were talking about our like favorite things or whatever, or no, the second episode, our A to Z. I talked about how I love Clue, but the Clue, like the board game and like the movie and stuff, but there's actually a book series like for children. So you read the chapter and each chapter follows these main characters that the board game like talks about. And at the end of the chapter, you have to figure out who did what in what room. And, like, to figure it out, you have to flip the book over to see if you were right. And I thought it was just so cool. Like, I thought it was so cool that I brought it into my fifth grade teacher. And she thought it was so cool. So she started reading them in class and, like, had the class to start to guess who it was. And I just thought that was so much that fun. That is cool, Ariana. You're an influencer it, from a in, young age. I'm screaming. But it was – it was it's an older series, so – I had, I remember I had to order them off of Amazon before like Amazon was really, really popular. And I remember I was like, oh, the book is 99 cents, but then it was like $10 for shipping. And I put them all in my cart. And then I was like, grandpa, like, you want to like buy them for me? And then he saw how much shipping. (laughs) And we're like, we have to find another way to get these. Cause like shipping, like there's like 20 books. So like after a while it adds up, but, um, if you have young children or like young cousins or something, I definitely recommend that series. It's so much fun. Um, but I would feel I feel like the like the first 
big series that I read as like a child would be the Chronicles of Narnia and like this is the equivalent to Harry Potter like the Christian version (laughs) because I was not allowed to read Harry Potter when I was younger and like by the time I was like I just didn't have the desire to read it (laughs) I still don't and now JK Rowling is out in cancel culture anyway so it's like what's the point at this point (laughs) like it's just I don't know like and I, I just I completely respect everyone who loves Harry Potter. Like, I, I, I truly do. But uh, I, I just can't get into, like, the whole, like, what house are you? And, like, like so deep that there's, like, a university. There's, like, a Harry Potter school. I was, like, like a fake school, obviously. But I was just, I don't know. Maybe maybe if I was young, I had the chance to read it. But now it's just too late, and I'm not interested, to yeah. be honest. But, um... I don't know. I don't know if you read this, Kaylee, but the other series I read was the Wayside School series. And it was about this weird school with these weird teachers and weird things go on. And I just loved it so, so much. But typically, like, what I read was fun, popular reads. And another thing that also encouraged my reading schedule and, like, how much I read was reading counts. Because if you took the quizzes after you read the books and you passed you got so many points and the points would equal up to toys and if your classes got enough you would get like pizza parties and like when at my school like we would be able to go to the high school and swim for like a couple hours Whoa. so that was very <laughs> motivating um do the dare challenge isn't there like the drug thing i like, yeah the... but i thought you i think you read for it like you read and it's a fundraiser, and then it goes to Dare or something. Cause I, I can't, I can't remember. Like the only thing I remember from Dare is like the the big officer came into the room and he was talking about like, don't do drugs or you'll end up like this guy. And he put a picture up on the screen. I was just, I was shook. I was so traumatized. I was like, I don't want to be him. <laughs> like this guy, but, they put a picture of Tony Mitchell. <laughs> He's like. And and I think to make things worse, the guy was like, I knew this kid. And then he started doing heroin. I was like, okay. Like, I I didn't even truly know what was going on at that age. But okay. Yeah. Our our Um, school has, like, a reading fundraiser for it. So I won, like, a book bag. And this girl named – I'm not going to say her name. I doubt she'll listen to this podcast. But um, when when I was in third grade, she kept saying, oh, you want a satchel? And I was like, oh, no, it's a book bag. And she's like, it's called a satchel. And I'm like, they called it a book bag when they gave it to me. And I was very <laughs> upset because I just felt like those those were very different things. Like a satchel just doesn't have the same ring to it. It's like, like a book bag has a purpose. The purpose for it is within its own name. It's self-defined. You know, whereas a satchel just, like, who knows what that's for, you know? Anyway, end of rest. <laughs> Oh gosh, Kaylee, what was what did you read when you were younger? Um, okay, so I loved historical fiction. I still do, but I read the Dear America book all the time. Those were my favorite. And we had—I'm sure you had these too, Ariana. But like the huge Scholastic book fairs. That yes, yeah, and then we have like a reading the weekend after, and our school like let us bring a blanket, and I would always put it over my desk, and then I'd crawl under my desk, and I would just like read the whole day. One thing, one thing about the Scholastic Book Fair is that like they would bring it on the same week as Grandparents' Day, so like your grandparents would come and then take you to the Scholastic Book Fair oh, and that's buy you smart. stuff. So I thought it was very that's smart, genius. a very good marketing plan. But uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. that is that is really good. Um, 
<laughs> in in my third grade class, my teacher, Mrs. Everett, she would always read books to us too. And she was really expressive and I loved listening to her read because she would like give the characters accents and she would like shake her head and like act out different things. And so I just like loved listening to her. And she read these two books that I like distinctly remember were Bud Not Buddy and Everything on a Waffle. And Bud Not Buddy, I researched this now and it, it actually won a Nobel Prize. And it's about Michigan in the 1930s. It's about a young boy who travels from Flint to Grand Rapids and um, – and he's a young black boy, and he almost gets caught in this sundown town at nightfall. But then this man named Lefty kind of rescues him and brings him to Grand Rapids safely. And I don't. Oh my yeah. god! It sounds like a really good book. The thing is, I don't remember any of that. Like what I remember most clearly about that book is when he's describing backwash, and he talks about mustard shining all like brightly in the red kool-aid and it's like yellow mustard and red kool-aid and i remember being disgusted by that as a kid like who is that much backwash that you can see the mustard in the drink itself that's the only thing i remember about that book which is well maybe we should read it again because i've never read it like it sounds good like i remember my sister read it when she like when she was like in fourth grade but uh I don't I never read it myself yeah we should go back and read it because I you know (laughs) didn't really catch anything important the first time apparently so um (laughs) so you're saying that the backwash part was not the important part (laughs) I think that's wow I think that's very important though that they talk about sundown towns um in the children's book I think that's very important and for those of you who don't know what a sundown town is it is a town where uh Black people do not want to be caught after the sun goes down. Um, yeah, I they have a lot of those in the south and even up north. You know, they still have sundown towns like even oh, yeah. in Michigan. Yeah. And yeah, that's another reason I was like really glad that my teacher read that book in our classroom because Port Huron, I mean, it, it's still pretty racist, like, overall. But, I mean, it's also one of the only cities in Michigan that has a publicly recorded lynching um, in the 1800s. But still, like, I mean, Port Huron is not really a great place to live for um, black people or people of color. And so I'm really glad that my teacher read that to him because, like, hopefully other kids remembered that. And then, you know, like... I don't know, maybe we're more open to Black Lives Matter or other things as they grew up, but that's a really important book for a lot of reasons. So, yeah. Wow. That's really cool. Like, I think, I think we should definitely go back and read that as one of our like book club books. And by book club, I just mean (laughs) me and Kaylee. (laughs) But um, I just remember my sister reading that, but I didn't, I never picked it up. I never even read the back of it. Yeah. Yeah. So go back and reread it for sure. But um, other than that, like Percy Jackson, Choose Your Own Adventure, Magic Treehouse, The Fairy Realm, like other than historical fiction, it was pretty much fantasy fiction. And that was it. That was all I read when I was in elementary school. So now we're going to move on to middle and high school, which is going to be a little bit more cringy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not for me, not cringy for me. Your your books are better, but I I. I don't know. I'm looking at this. So (laughs) when I was in middle school, I had like this obsession with like the CIA, the FBI, like anything spy related or agent related. That's pretty. So one of 
That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That was a good, yeah, that's not a cringy choice at all. Like, <laughs> So one of the series, the series was called the Gallagher Girl series, and it was by Allie Carter. And I still have these books in my childhood bedroom. And it's like, a, I think there's six books, but it's about these girls who from the out, it takes place in Virginia, but from the outside, it looks like this preppy boarding school. But once you get inside, like it's a gated school. But inside, it's actually a school for spies, like girl spies. And it follows them through like their high school years, like sophomore year to senior year. And you get to see them on their adventures and like the different things that they like do, like one meets a boy and like different struggles that they have, like with like school and, you know, like navigating the world. But I think one thing I loved about it was one of the main characters was a black girl. And um, I think... Um, her name was her, I don't think I know her name was Bex and I think this was one of the first times <laughs> that like I read about a book about a black character that was like a black girl that was like one of the main characters and it was the main girl's best friend and I think the thing that stuck with me was that she was British so her parents worked for MI6 and <laughs> like it was she just seemed like she had this really cool life and like they knew like one of the girls in the book she was like a really good like she was super smart so she knew how to mix like chemicals and stuff like that um so if you're really young like I highly recommend that but I think what I read when I got a little older like seventh and eighth grade I remember reading these in science class like I should have been looking at the (laughs) science book but I was not and I remember that he told the teacher told my parents like my parents had had teacher parent conference that I was reading in class a science class that was not a science book and it was the click series by lisey harrison and this book had a this series had a million books in it and i remember i read it in like a semester like all of them and it was it's about these like i feel like i when i was in middle school i read a lot of books that like were completely like out of my reach like obviously i'm not going to be going to like a boarding school in like virginia but this one was about girls in westchester um new york and it was about these rich girls and like going to private school and like just their fashion choices and things like this it was like it was a great series but like it's it's pretty much just about like mean girls and like one girl from florida moves to new york and it's about her her like journey to adjusting while she's in new york and like completely like i don't know finding like completely being herself while she's in an environment where she doesn't fit in and that the book shows that it's okay not to fit in but you gotta like if you're younger <laughs> read it it's it's good and yeah i think kaylee i did i actually wasn't allowed to so i snuck them because my <laughs> you know my parents were pretty um strict about everything i read and so i was like i felt like i was super rebellious but in hindsight i don't know i feel like i they were kind of toxic anyway because they were just about spending a bunch of money on clothes and i don't know there's already pressure for girls yes. to be voracious consumers. Like, why do books have to encourage it to? But, well, I, I definitely agree with that. But if I don't know if you remember this, but on the last, this book is from, like, mind you, this book is from like the early two thousands, like the early two thousands. And I remember in the last book, she was saying like, this book, this series is not about fashion. Like, over these past like ten years, how long it, however long it took her to write this series was, that like it's not about fashion it's not about like what you wear it's about what's on the inside and it's like I don't know if you remember that if you got if you got through the whole series because there's like 20 books but 
but it was kind of nice to see like the characters evolve because in the first book they were like crappy characters like they were just mean girls but like as it gets longer like in they in like they get into like eighth grade you see them mature a little more um but I definitely think like you have to go into reading this series like knowing that like it's not okay to be a mean girl and like it's a lot more there's things way more important than fashion so for me it was just kind of fun to learn about different brands and things like that yeah that was the part that I thought was fun too but I was like learning about all these things I would never be able to afford and I was like oh Louis Vuitton she shows up in Keds man how trash like I couldn't afford Keds as much as I couldn't afford Louis Vuitton (laughs) like why why did I need to know that when I was 12 but I, to be fair, I didn't read the whole series. My parents took them away from me after like book four, I think. So I think no! the redemptive arc of no. Mess Blocker. You didn't even get to see. <laughs> they were still in seventh grade in the yeah, fourth well, book. I, I missed oh my and everything gosh. After. But wow, you missed out. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Did you see the movie? I just remember this. This this is what stuck with me like this was like one thing that I was like what the heck like that's so bad that this like that like at such a young age like in middle school that people are like this worried about size and I remember like sometimes like parents can be toxic like this girl she was shopping and she's like mom I really want these jeans and and she's like well you can get them when you're a size four again and I just stared at the screen like I was shook I was like oh my gosh like and I'm so thankful that at that age, I knew, like, wow, like, size does not matter. But, like, what about those people who are, like, not as, like, they just don't know that, like, this stuff is, like, fake. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I don't know if it's because, like, because I've grown out of it personally, but I do feel like it was worse in the early 2000s where, like, beauty was pretty strict. Like, it was very skinny girls with straight hair. For the most part, like Abercrombie and Fitch and Hollister and Aeropostale and American Eagle, like there was one brand of girl and she was either blonde or brunette, but like she literally same and white besides that, like and yeah. But um, I think it like since it was written in the early 2000s, like it's it's it was definitely like the characters definitely grew but in the beginning it was just solely based off of looks and like just shallow things and at the end massey the main character has a very humbling moment her dad loses his job so like she's no longer rich and she has to move to london so that her dad can get a new job and i'm like what the and I remember she's like, I have to shop at TJ Maxx. I was like, that's where I shop it's anyway, but okay. London? I, how is that humbling? London is so cool. <laughs> what? She, like, she, no, no, she was, it was humbling because, like, it was, like, for two books, she was poor. And I'm like, poor? Like, you probably have savings, right. but okay. Huh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the last, like, stuff I read in middle school was, like, anything dystopian so this like includes the hunger games divergent like all of that i loved that stuff but yeah the stuff i read in middle school is pretty much the same as ariana like the click and um divergent and the pretty series and the maze runner but then i also had this weird stretch where like i wanted to be a politician <laughs> like it's fun <laughs> Not anymore. So I've read <laughs> Pass the Power by Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just so funny. And like, I mean, I was 
like really young. Like I did not really understand what was going on. Both part was he was talking about <laughs> politics. I was just like, oh, Margaret Thatcher, and like, and I would like dwell on the parts that I could understand about like her childhood and her personal life. But that was a very small portion of the book. For the most part, I was just confused, and I don't know why I read that whole thing, but I did. And then I also read The Audacity of Hope by Barack Obama, which was good, but, like, I shouldn't be a politician. <laughs> so <laughs> that's so funny. I can't believe I actually thought that would work out. But um, other than that, and I think, Ariana, you did this too. I read a lot of Wattpad, and this was probably the critic. Because <laughs> it was, like, it's, oh. Wattpad is the armpit of fan fiction. And <laughs> I wasn't even reading fan fiction on there. Like, it I, were you reading fan fiction? Because that was not what I was reading. I was reading like those, like, like the girl meets like this bad boy and like that type of stuff. So it wasn't like like One Direction fan fiction. I think one thing that like I think I only read one fan fiction and I stopped because I realized the like the book like the website is advertised as like middle and high school people writing these stories. And I like the girl writing about One Direction. Like I was in seventh, the eighth grade. She's writing about One Direction. I remember, like, at the end of the chapters, you know how you can give an update on your, like, actual life yeah. to the writers? And the writer says she just gave birth to twins, like, and she's married. I said, ma'am, like... <laughs> I know. That's when I knew I had to stop reading fan fiction. I was like, what the heck? I mean, I guess to each their own, but, like, ma'am, you were a grown woman, and these people were teenagers, so that was, like, yeah. gross. Yeah, well, that's the other terrifying thing is it's, like... Like, if an adult wrote this, that would be so disturbing. Well, when I found that out at the end of the update, like, I just stopped reading it. I was just like, man, you were talking about, like, you, like, running into Harry Styles at a concert. And then, like, this one was so funny because, like, Niall, Louie, and Harry fell in love with her. And I was (laughs) like, what? What is going on? What is... (laughs) I was just like, Zane, what? Zane, didn't care for <laughs> at all. My <laughs> God, Zane, we're just friends. <laughs> I, I, was, I was reading that. I was like, okay. And then, like, it was, like, after the twin thing, I was just like, this lady is grown. But I remember, like, I was you read it on your computer or your phone? Because I would read it on both. Like, I loved the stories about, like, high schoolers. So I wasn't, like, honestly, like, stuff I read was pretty clean because I remember, like, we had computers at my middle school. Like, we had MacBook Airs. And this girl got the whole website shut down for the whole district because she was reading stuff that was inappropriate. (laughs) Like, I'm not even going to say what she was reading, but I was just like, what? When I found out, I was like, you ruined it for the rest of us who were reading innocent books. You're reading innocent (laughs) Harry Styles fan fiction, and you ruined it. I was (laughs) I like I wasn't even it wasn't it, I don't know oh gosh I didn't want to say what she was reading. I was just like what the heck I read a lot of vampire fan or vampire fiction and and, and werewolf fiction like dystopian high school drama I'm and I read it on my phone so I could uh, hide it easier <laughs> see I had nothing to hide like these books were innocent I mean, they were it, too but like my parents wouldn't have let me read them read them probably when I was in middle school yeah but uh, like but they were dumb anyway. Like I don't know why I wasted my time reading these. Like they're the grammar was terrible. They were very often spelled incorrectly. <laughs> like the they just kind of followed what the girl decided to wear that day. Like there would be paragraphs about like 
but I'm going to wow them today with my choice of a red top with black jeans and black pumps and then like a lime green headband for variety or something like that. Like that's literally oh, the, the story of <laughs> the stuff. And then like it was all just describing characters and it's like guy one walks in. He has liquid green eyes and tussled brown hair. Jesus. Like it's the same description over and over just in different contexts. Like it, yeah, anyway. When I realized that when they said tall, dark, and handsome, they were talking about white boys, I was shook. <laughs> I, they were talking about, I was like, huh? You're talking- <laughs> I was like, what is going on? But anyway, what, what else were you reading? was the queen of like, of like white authors saying really cringy things to try to communicate when their characters were people of color like they would always do the really cringy thing that where they would say like her chocolate colored hands or like Asian. like they would literally <laughs> just say something like she walks in she is asian i think she's pretty and you're like it, like it, oh my it god was so bad oh my word I am I I am not on, like I deleted the app years and years ago. Like I don't even read that. But I mean, I guess to each their own. But I was just like, the app is definitely designed for people who are in middle and high school. So like, I don't recommend you being a grown woman. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like I thought the stuff that I read on there was for middle and high school, but. Anyway, that's just my opinion. I guess you can do whatever you want. Yep. All right. So now, moving on, finally, our adult age reads. Ariana, what are some books you've read in your college-slash-adult years? Okay, so the thing I have on here is that I read Home Going By, Ya Giasi or Ya Giasi, and it was... Um, uh, it came out in 2017. I read it after we got back from Ghana, and I've talked about this in previous episodes. And it's about two um, sisters who don't know that they're sisters, and like one gets put in the uh, slave trade, and the other one stays in Ghana. And it just kind of follows like like generations, like five or six generations of their family. And I I've noticed that I do love intergenerational stories that focus on women because I also love the book uh, Cane River by Lalita Tadami and that was five generations of women in Louisiana um, but yeah I, I pretty much read like anything that like almost all fiction social justice romantic comedy um, I like mysteries and nonfiction like I honestly like will read almost anything I'm not that picky but um, I'm still trying to get into classics. I think that's one thing I just don't pick up. Like, I'm just I just don't gravitate towards it. But I love to read. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would think that like, home going would be considered like a modern classic. Like, a lot. It was really well received critically, and I think it might be one of those books that in future years people will return to and base a lot of things off of because like, it was just very innovative and very cool and like. I think that it will be something that people read for a lot of years. But. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I just gravitate towards, like, Black women writers. I really love seeing the representation. 
um because when I was younger like everything I read was by like white people which isn't bad but like I needed a lot more diversity in my reading um and it just kind of like like I feel like when there's not diversity in your reading it instills in young children that like wow like you don't like your life is not as important because you are not seen in these spaces so I think that's so important that like a lot of people nowadays have a lot of choices to choose from like with like reading like readings on all types of people from all different backgrounds of different races um nationalities and i and yeah i so yeah yeah what about you um so i think i mean this could just be like in hindsight but i really feel like when i was in elementary school i really enjoyed reading for the sake of reading and it it wasn't really about the act itself like I really enjoyed the content that I obtained from reading if that makes any sense and then in middle school and high school I think I got into this like this persona of being like a book girl and that was why I read is because I wanted to have that like reputation of being somebody who read and it wasn't even necessarily about like whatever I learned or whatever I felt through the books it was mainly more about having a sort of identity in that because middle school and high school, I think, is a time when a lot of people are questioning their identity and, like, like just wondering, what am I supposed to talk about when there's, like, a social conversation? And, like, who am I supposed to be? What do I do for fun? Like, what is fun for me, you know? And and so for me, because I didn't have a lot of, like, outlets, like, I wasn't good at sports, I wasn't very coordinated, like, reading was sort of my identity builder, and it became less about the content that I learned from it. And so I think that those were the kind of like joyless years, if that makes any sense, because it was more about building a mm-hmm. reputation than actually like building up my mind and my soul. And in college, um, I, I distinctly remember like the first book that really sparked that like reading for the sake of the content and for the sake of enjoyment and like change was Dead Eye Dick by Kurt Vonnegut. And I remember reading that book and being like, oh my gosh, I didn't know writers could do this because he would shift from like a typical narrative style to just like an essay to just like a like sort of like a script to describe something that's happening and he was so like he's so conversational in the way he speaks to his readers that he really changed how I viewed fiction and like whereas all the books I'd read before that seemed to have like a very polite narrative distance Vonnegut just like broke that and he really inspired like a love of like reading for the sake of reading And so I think that was sort of like a second wave of like actually enjoying the content that happened in college. And so glad I read that book because I started reading more things that actually sparked my interest and not just because I wanted to be well-read, quote unquote. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Thanks for sharing. I, yeah, I, I, I loved to read, but I didn't view it as my identity. I don't know. Maybe I think that's probably because, like, I played sports and, like, had other things to do. Um, But I don't know. But reading was a big part of my growing up. I definitely think I would have been a lot different if I wasn't a reader. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, I think this goes into, like, you wanting to talk about your top five reads because some of the books that you have mentioned are on your top five. So yeah. Um, So for our final segment, we're trying to keep this episode short, but we also knew it was going to be long because we can talk about this for a long time. (laughs) Um, But I tried to like 
like I wanted to do top ten, but I realized that'd be a whole nother episode. So I trimmed it down to like top five favorite books. And um the number one actually displaced my number one for like five years and I just recently read it and it's The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath. And it's interesting because like I had always heard about this book and its reputation is that it's very like depressed and brooding and like if you say you're reading Sylvia Plath people are like oh existential despair and there's sort of this like you're a little bit masochistic aren't you (laughs) like undertone to it and so I was like I don't know if I can handle this I'm gonna read it in the summer not the winter so it doesn't bring all these feelings of depression whatever the thing about that book is like it's not that bad like if you compare it to like The Catcher in the Rye or any of the other classic like growing up books of existential despair it's really similar except in the 1950s and 60s existential despair was deadly for a woman and Sylvia Plath kind of shows that to the point where like I mean you can't you can't really question your role in the world and the way that her character kind of acts that out and questions things and then like when she takes her life it's like it seems like such a rational decision because like her character doesn't have a lot of choices, you know, or she doesn't take her life. She tries to take her life, but I just love that book because you really fall in love with the character that Sylvia creates Esther Greenwood. And she's like, she's just someone who's very like sensitive and smart, but she cares about other people and she's very like observant of her friends and she watches out for her friends and, and you notice that, but, um, yeah, so that was the bell jar. That like I read it in three days. It just really like sucks you in and captures your imagination, and it's good. But um, and then my number two, or wait, let's do let's do one and one, so that way I'm not just talking for like forty minutes and it's just like a block. But what's your number favorite book, Ariana? <laughs> my first one was Home Going by Yag Yasi. And I previously um, spoke about that one. But before you get into your second one, I just want to say, like, it just dawned on me. I, I think the reason I forgot it was because one big part of my middle school reads was Meg Cabot. Like, I read every single one of her, like, middle and high school reads. Like, I loved her writing so much that I read. Even, like, in middle school, I, like, sixth grade, I remember I was reading, like, I had already finished a lot of her books. So I had to move on to the adult ones. In, in sixth grade and I think she is an amazing writer and hers are just very fun books um but yeah Homegoing was my first book in my top five what I what's your second um, one Franny and Zoe by J.D. Salinger and that was my favorite for like four or five years since I read it um because it's about like a brother and a sister who have a really like philosophical conversation about religion and your role in society and and it's funny because like so prophetic because it was written in 1961 but he a big theme is feeling like a poser and feeling like a fake and and this like culture of doing things only for their aesthetic value and it it was written what what is that 60 years ago now and we're still living that out like literally instagram and the internet they're so many things that are purely for aesthetic value and I'm not trying to make a moral judgment about that send anybody or anything like that I just think it's so interesting that in the 1960s someone could predict 
how a whole culture was moving into doing things for the sake of how it looks rather than for the sake of doing the thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Number two. For for my second one, I ha- I previously spoke about this in this episode, but it's Cane River by Lalita Tatami. And um, this book is so unique because she was actually like, she was highly involved in corporate America. She was a CEO and she quit her job to write this book. And although it's fiction, it's based on her family. So the reason it's fiction is because like of the dialogue that's inside the novel and like just little characteristics that like couldn't, you wouldn't know, but everything that happened in terms of like where they lived and like the treatment of black people and like who married who like is all accurate because uh, it's on her family and like it, it it was just so amazing like I wonder how long it took her to do that research because like for many black people um it's it's very difficult to um track your ancestry but uh I want to get off on a tangent for like a quick second but my thing is like I don't feel like paying for ancestry.com like <laughs> I, I I'm not going to pay for something that, like, was literally stolen from me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just, I just can't get myself to pay for it. And I feel, like the I don't know. or your ancestry? Like, no, like, the website. Like, Ancestry.com to find out where you're oh, from. Right. Like, I feel like they would, like, the, a lot of, I don't know. I just don't want to pay for that. And I just don't know how accurate it is. And second of all, what are they doing with that data? Well, I've heard it. Okay, this was not a credible source that told me this. Just going to say that out real quick. But I've heard that, like, they store it. And Ancestry.com is, like, a Mormon organization. And they keep all of those files in a special mountain. And at the end times, whenever that it comes, like, you'll get your own galaxy or whatever heaven is for Mormonism if your name is in the mountain. That was not what? a credible source. That's just... What are you talking about? <laughs> like, no. Okay. I'm not completely crazy, though. Like... I, I do need to read the Book of Mormon. I don't have a complete understanding of it, but they do believe something to the effect that, like, you have your own special world that God gives you to live in when you die. And apparently, if you have your name in this in this file that Ancestry.com keeps, you are going to heaven because they have your name. I don't... <laughs> this is not a credible... Well, what did you do before Ancestry? What did you do before... I'm just curious, like, what would you do before Ancestry if that's... True. I'm gonna have like I'm before I even say anything. I'm gonna need you to find a credible source, Katie. <laughs> I don't think it's true. That's just what I. Mean. That sounds very. That sounds very doubtful. Right. Well, you just out of where did they like I just I can't even say I, I agree with you. That just that... sounds very out of place. Like in a mountain, they just sound so crazy. <laughs> the mountain that sends you to heaven, exactly. <laughs> I. Um. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Cane River. Um, Sorry, what were you well, saying? <laughs> I already finished Cane River. Oh, no, no, no. no. I was talking about uh, it was just an interge- intergenerational story. Um, but it was very, very good. And it was written in 2002. Um, but do you want to go to your third one? Uh, sure. So my third one is the book that like made me fall in love with fiction again. It's Dead Eye Dick Kurt Vonnegut. Um, it's really good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I still have your Kurt Vonnegut book. I still have not read it. I'm so sorry. Oh, good. Okay. 
I'm so sorry. I'll get to it. I promise. But um, my, I actually like don't have a top five. I only have a top three. And the last one is The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. And this book was written in 2017. And it's still relevant today, even though that's like three years. But um, police brutality is real. And it's just, it was very, um, it was nice to see a book written from a black girl's perspective uh, of her fitting into white environments because I did go to an all white high school and like her describing her time like I definitely relate to her story um, and it also talks about like police brutality and that black lives matter and it portrays what hap- like what is happening right now in our country very accurately. Um, I think it's something that everyone should read, even though it's like a high school book. Like I think it's I think you're never too old or too young to read this. Um, it's very clearly written, and I actually listened to this on Audible, and it just gave me chills whenever I listened to it. But I actually don't have five books. I only have a top three, um, and it's probably because I didn't think about it too long, but also because I like a lot of books, but I don't love a lot of books. If that makes any sense, I read a lot, but there I don't know. I just I don't. I don't know. I like a lot of books. So some things I, even if I liked it, I don't know if I would put it on my top five because I've read so many things, if that makes any sense. Um, But Kaylee definitely has five books. Yeah. And it's, I'm probably going to change my mind about the order and ranking of these like a lot of times, but number four is the color purple by Alice Walker. I just read that one recently. It's so good. It's so good. Like it, it's changed so many writers lives. Do like, I mean, I read it and I hadn't heard a lot of criticism about it when I read it, but I just immediately fell in love with it. And then I started reading reviews and I was amazed by how many people she's influenced with this book. And like, you can totally see why she really is just a great, a great author. Um, and then my number five was Asymmetry by Lisa Holiday. And um, this one, it like is really good and it kind of like subverted some assumptions I had had originally so someone had recommended to me Joyce Maynard's book and Joyce Maynard was J.D. Salinger's like girlfriend slash partner and she was in her 20s and he was in his 70s when they dated so it was like kind of icky and then she wrote a book about it and about like some of his more like chauvinistic tendencies and I didn't really want to read it because I didn't want Salinger to be ruined for me even though you can kind of read a lot of those things in his like you can kind of see a lot of those things in his books already but so I sort of had this like negative assumption about a book that would be written by like a girlfriend of a famous author so reading Asymmetry I actually didn't know that Lisa Halliday had dated Philip Roth when I and I haven't read anything by Philip Roth yet so when I started reading it I didn't have that assumption but it is honestly one of the best books I've ever read And she, she's not, it's not like a spiteful or vengeful book at all. She, like, you can tell that that experience of dating Roth definitely influenced the storyline because the first section of the book is about a young, like, girl who works at a publishing company. She's in her 20s and she dates a really old novelist who's like in his 70s, but she doesn't make it like he's a predator or anything like that. Like, she... I don't know. It's hard to describe how well she writes this book, but it it really just kind of took me by surprise and I loved it. So, yeah. Hmm. What was the age gap? She was 27 and he was 70. That was Philip Roth and Lisa Holiday. But 
Look at me. I Thank know. I, like it. I. It's really hard to get over it. I, I still don't really get over it. Like it still definitely kind of grosses me out. But the best part of the book is there's like a second half, and it's the story that she writes, and it's about um a character who's from Iraq, and he like studies in the United States, becomes a United States citizen, and then trying to get back to Iraq. Um, like, and he's caught in customs and he can't go and he has to go back. And it, that whole section of the book really makes the book because it's definitely the best narrative by far. But yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Wow. So guys, we have made it to the end of our first season. Like, I just can't believe, like, we've actually recorded 10 episodes. Um, I'm still shook. I really, really enjoy it doing this podcast with Kaylee um and yeah 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 Kaylee what yeah I had a lot of fun with this I'm amazed that people listen to us talk for this <laughs> like yeah like I I was just and I was trying to think I was like maybe we should shorten it but like I feel like it, it's it's a good length because like I notice for myself like if a podcast is like over an hour then I start to like tune it out um but yeah this was great like I guess what we learned from this episode is that like read diverse reads don't recommend (laughs) Wattpad uh I just I just can't get over that lady I was like what (laughs) like maybe she wasn't even writing it like it was her but I was just like because like a lot of writers like like a lot of writers are grown and write about like teenage stories, but I, I don't know. I didn't get that vibe from when she was saying that. I was like, huh? But anyway, um, <laughs> I really enjoyed talking about our reads and it just brings up a lot of good memories um, because reading is so beneficial and it just changes the way that you think and you live many different lives. But I just want to give a PSA <laughs> just because it's nice and warm outside does not mean that Corona is over. So please stay safe and stay distanced and stay inside. If you can, please, please, please. So do you have any last comments for the end of this? Um, season, yeah. Kaylee? Thank you for listening. If you, if you've been here that this far, we appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, I really, really, really enjoy this. And thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to us blab on. <laughs> okay. Well, we will probably have our next episode in a couple weeks. So uh, I guess. All right. Signing off.